Oh, you got Uncut and it. unfiltered. Absolutely. There you go, people. Perfectly <laughs> imperfect. This is me walking my talk. <laughs> Welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, come and join the conversation in our Facebook group. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. So it's been a little while since you've heard from us. It is. It has been. <laughs> yes, it is. And it, it has is, been. It has, yeah, all the things. <laughs> um, we're sorry for the break. We did have to take some time. Um, unfortunately, Claire had COVID, so we needed to uh, talk our walk. Walk our talk. Walk our talk. We well, need to. We need to do both. We can so. talk our walk too. That sounds cool. <laughs> and we need to practice what we teach. So um, we took some time off so Claire could fully heal mm-hmm. and rest. But we were so excited to be back, and Yay. we have a lot of new episodes for you that we cannot wait to share. Yeah. So let us dive in today because today is a really, really important episode. We're talking about how you can protect yourself against manipulators, and this is. Uh, I mean, this is something that affects a lot of people in a lot of areas areas of life. Um, we can face manipulation, um, whether it's intentional or unintentional, whether it's conscious or unconscious from other people, we can experience it in lots of different ways. We can experience it at work. We can experience it with family members, with friends, with children, with parents, like all the different dynamics with intimate partners. Um, There's lots of different ways that this shows up. And as I said, it's not necessarily always a conscious thing, um, but sometimes it is. And we need to be aware of what we can do to protect ourselves in those situations. So intentional or unintentional, it doesn't matter. We can still um, create this level of um, protection or learn how to neutralize their, somebody else's ability to do that for it, uh, do that for us, uh, for us, to us, to us, um, to us yes, <laughs> not for us, to us. Um, so um, this came up as a really strong subject in uh, because <laughs> I was part of a documentary many, many years ago when talking about relationships. And um, it's funny, actually, because I'd, I'd forgotten I was in the documentary until <laughs> recently. Um, uh, you may or may not know, but I've been applying to get my uh, US visa, uh, work visa um, uh, put through, submitted. And uh, as we were trying to figure out all the, the things that we had to send off um, to show that I'm an expert, Serena's like, oh, you were in that documentary, right? I was like, Oh yeah, so I, was. <laughs> like, I have a habit of forgetting some of these significant things. Um, but when I went back and rewatched the documentary, um, and I'm going to just put a little caveat here. It was a while ago now. I do not necessarily agree with everything I said in the documentary. So uh, don't look at it and go, yeah, Claire said this. So um, my, my thoughts and perspective has changed and evolved a little bit since that point in time. But the key actually for me with this documentary when it comes to needs wasn't actually anything to do with me. It was the um, it was another person who was in the documentary who is a pickup artist and a and who teaches the quote unquote art of pickup. Now, if you don't know what the art of pickup is, it's how Slimy. do you? It's, it's really <laughs> it's and it is 
slimy. It is like the definition of manipulation, especially mm-hmm. when you understand it, when you understand what he means. When like when I heard this quote in the documentary, I was horrified, <laughs> absolutely horrified. Um, so if you don't know what pickup is, pickup is where people are teaching other people how to basically manipulate them into dating them. That's, I mean, it's, it's very <laughs> essence core level. I mean, people wouldn't necessarily describe it that way um, who are in the pickup scene, but that is at its essence exactly what it is. So um, I'm actually going to read something off the screen because I want to get the quote accurate. So there was a point where this pickup artist teacher was um, speaking to the documentary filmmaker and the pickup artist teacher said, uh, he said, the trick was there is always something people are looking to get some unmet need met. I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Obviously, my little radar went off. I heard the, the need word. Um, and the interviewer then responded and asked, so if you want to seduce somebody, you can, uh, you, if you can identify their unmet need and provide it, that's the way in. And the response was even more shocking and horrifying. He responded saying, identify their unmet need, let them know you have it and not provide it, to which he then laughed because once you provide it, they're done with you. I'm just going to let that sit for a second. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Ew. Like, I mean, I just, it's horrifying to think that this is exactly what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, okay, you have this need and I'm going to let you know I can do something to meet it and I'm not going to do it. So you just keep coming back for more. It is disgusting. It really is. I'm just, I mean, there's no other word for it. I like, I get like, I just, I want to take a shower every time I think about it. It really, it really is just gross and be proud of it like proud of it like look at me look what I can do like fuck you (laughs) (laughs) seriously absolutely who do you think you are and to laugh about it and to 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 make money off teaching other people how to manipulate Mm. other vulnerable people it's revolting but that's that's actually how manipulation works though if you believe all manipulation all manipulation Because if you believe somebody can meet an unmet need, you'll allow them to do almost anything to get that need met. It's part of our makeup. Right. So we see this, as Claire said, in a lot of different areas. Mm -hmm. One of those areas is friendship. And um, Claire and I can't speak to this ourselves as we are not moms, Mm -hmm. but um, we obviously have lots of friends who are and we hear what they're going through. And there are some... um, movies that really well portray the dynamic of what adults will do in friendship to get those connection and love needs met. So we refer to movies like Bad Moms or I Don't Know How She Does It, trying to be a perfect mom in order to fit in or to belong. Like these women are doing things, agreeing to things uh, that they don't have the capacity for. Not that they don't want to be at every PTA meeting and every event and, Mm -hmm. you know, being at every game, but Sometimes it's just not possible and great to the moms who are able to make that work and make it look flawless, but it's just not everybody's, everybody's not able to do that. And that's okay. But they, people are doing so much. They're letting people manipulate them to feel that they have to be this way. Excuse me, sorry, if you're on the video, I managed to do that without sound. That was impressive. That was impressive. But, but I did sneeze. If you're on the video, you saw it. If you're not and you're wondering what on earth just happened, that's what the pause was for. She's okay. Um, I'm good. Well, and the, and the thing is, is that it's not just the love and connection need. It's also that value need of like think, of, of feeling like I'm not a good mom if I'm not perfect. And the, the pressure that's put on them by other people around them, whether that's family members, like parents, children, uh, their other mom friends, of like, well, if you're not 
doing all these things, you're not a good enough mom. And that, that, that using that, that as a, as a way to try to provide guilt in order to motivate and manipulate people to doing what they want them to do. And it's, it's actually doubly serving too, because it's, it's meeting that person's needs who's manipulating. They're looking to get a mean need met. Uh So it, it just spirals. Yes. Um, another place we see this is in family dynamics a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I've had that issue in a family dynamic where my father used to use my grandmother to manipulate me. Like I knew that if I didn't do something, then it would he would go tell his mother. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, we I, you can feel however you would like about that. But uh-huh. <laughs> he knew that if he brought my grandmother into it, I would do things I normally wouldn't do. I was I would do anything to get those needs met of that right. love, that connection, mm-hmm. that value from my family. Right. And it manipulated me into a lot of situations that I look back and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, like I didn't I didn't need to do that. There were other ways that that could have been accomplished and it's been a learning experience, that's for sure. Right, exactly. And I mean, and this shows up in different places. Uh, we talked about it showing up at work. I had an experience years ago that was so, oh, so icky and toxic. Um, I was at a point where I was under huge amounts of stress at work because I was sort of middle management. So I was stuck between the people who were trying to get the work done and the leaders who were telling me what was needing to get done. And I simply, it was simply physically impossible to do everything that I was being told I needed to do within a, the time frame and the resources that I had available. And I remember I actually had a meeting with my manager to, to ask for prioritization, to ask for, I was asking for support. I was asking for help. I'm like, okay, here's what needs to get done. Here's how long these things take. Here's the amount of hours and resources I have. Can you please help me prioritize so that I know exactly what I need to get done as the priority. What, uh, like, I, I mean, when we're, when we're teaching about this in a corporate environment, I always um, get managers and leaders to give a must, should, could, like prioritization to things. So it's like, what are the things that must get done? What are the things that should get done? And what are the things that could get done if we have the capacity? Um, and I remember vividly the, the sense of hopelessness I had in that meeting when he turned around to me and he said, you just have to get it done. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't know what to do with that because it's not possible to get it done. And his response was, you have to find a way. You just have to get it done. And the implication was, if you don't find a way or you don't get it done, you're the one that's going to be in trouble. You're the one whose job's at risk. You're the one who won't get bonuses. Like it was all being put on me, even though I was being given an absolutely impossible situation to do. And the... oh. You can tell we're in the flight path. <laughs> You're going to hear that every now and again. That will be one of the aircraft coming into Key West. Welcome to the Keys. Right. <laughs> um, so um, and that that it, the implication was I had to get it done. And so the expectation was that I was going to be working long hours, working late. Oh, and that's one of my new little roommates, I think. I have some very new roommates um, who are in the, in the house with us. Um, so if you hear the odd little meow um, or you see us jump quickly because they're about to jump up on the equipment, uh, we will introduce you if they make their presence known. They just want to help. Yeah, they want, they want to be on the podcast. Like, Makes me want, famous. Well, meow, it's not that simple. It's just that simple. Like, it really is that simple. Whatever it is. <laughs> remember the name of the podcast right now do you need a coffee it's it's early morning here just being honest this is our first recording of the day uncut and unfiltered there you go people perfectly (laughs) imperfect this is me walking my talk 
Um, so yeah, I remember that the, the implication, the expectation was I was going to kill myself to try to get something done that was impossible to do. Um, and then the other thing that, um, that this shows up in a lot in, in, in his relationships. And the, there's a phrase that shows up again and again and again. And we'll, we'll, we're going to do a, a little bit more about this in a future episode, which is the, if you loved me, you would dot, dot, dot. So the, the implicate, I know it's just like, ooh, <laughs> like I just, I want, this is the, this is the episode that makes you want to take a shower, just saying. <laughs> um, so it, that whole thing of, and sometimes it's not explicitly said, it's not, oh, if you love me, you would do this, but there may be a more passive aggressive way of doing it. Well, well, I did this for you. The implication being, if you love me, you would do this for me. Um, Don't or, you love me? Right. Like, it, oh, and, and you can, they, people make it playful, like, oh, come on. Like, don't you love me? Why wouldn't you do this for me? Or, yeah. I mean, people use it with their spouses. They use it with their children. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Teaching those little ones that that's a way to get your needs met. And it, and it is. Yeah. It is not a healthy way to do it. And it's mm-hmm. not fostering anything worth keeping at the table. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, and I think the thing that's important to say here at this point in time is that most of the fear of not getting our needs met is subconscious. Like we don't know, oh, I'm doing this because I'm afraid my needs won't be met. And the interesting thing is, is a lot of the reason this manipulation happens is because that person is trying to get their needs met and they don't realize they're doing it either. It's not a conscious, oh, I'm going to manipulate this person to get my needs met. And it's also not a conscious, I'm allowing this person to manipulate me to get my needs met. Um, it's just, it, we, we don't realize that that's what we're doing, but it's so powerful because our unmet needs are, they, I mean, there's such a powerful force over us. Um, there's a, there's a really great like metaphor or example that I tend to use when it comes to this, which is if you imagine you are in the desert and you've been in the desert for days, weeks, months, and you're super dehydrated, there's no water anywhere, you don't have any water, and somebody comes along with a cup of water and they say, what would you do to get this cup of water? And the answer is at that point, dehydration, it's life and death, it is one of our needs. I would do almost anything to get that cup of water at that point because it's our survival. And the thing is, just because the needs we're talking about aren't necessarily physical needs that are going to affect our ability to continue living, it's like life and death, but because some of these needs still sit in the roots of the tree, the survival needs, or the trunk of the tree, which, which is our um, intrinsic needs, the needs that relate to our um, internal well-being. Oh, somebody else come with the keys? Welcome here. The runway um, is not that big. Right? <laughs> Lots of people wanting to come here. I understand that. Um, So when you think about that situation, people will do almost anything. Um, But just because it's not a life and death situation that we're talking about, we're talking about other needs, doesn't mean to say those needs still don't have this powerful force over us. Think about it is, if you imagine the same scenario, if you imagine how you have one of those um, uh, camelback like pouches that you can have on your back. Um, I'm sure there are other brands available. I don't know them because I'm not a runner. So it's, it's not something I'm, I'm very well versed in. But imagine you had like a um, an unlimited supply of water on your back so you could take some any time you wanted to. And someone came along in the same situation and offered you a cup of water and said, what would you do to get this cup of water? The answer is, well, 
I don't need to do anything to get the cup of water because I've already got water. So once you know how to meet these needs for yourself, once once that you have the means to do this for yourself, no, no longer can somebody use that unmet need to manipulate you. So when we understand the desert analogy, when I, oh, if I haven't got any water, but they offer it to me, oh. I'm in trouble. I'm probably going to do whatever I can to meet it. But if I've got enough of my own, I don't have to worry about it. And I can do something. It doesn't mean to say I'm not going to do the thing that they've asked because I might want to do it. I might be open to do it. I may have enough water. It may be that they need water and I've got enough to share. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways this scenario plays out. It's not like, well, I've got my water. I'm okay. Remember, this is about being self first. If we meet our needs in ways that compromise or negatively impact and erode other people's needs, it actually erodes ours. So we're not gonna say, oh, I'm not gonna do anything for you, but what's gonna mean, what it's gonna mean is it stops that other person's ability to manipulate you because you have an unmet need. And that's because the lower on the tree the unmet need is, the more vulnerable you are to manipulation because the more essential it is to get that need met. So if it's down low or if it's your survival needs, if it's your foundation function needs, you're gonna be more apt to do more to get those needs met. Absolutely, if you're, it's in the roots of the trees, uh, um, the roots of the tree, which is the survival needs, it's gonna be really critical and therefore you're more susceptible to come someone coming along and saying, hey, I could do that for you um, because we need it to survive. Likewise, the, the trunk is maybe a little bit less powerful than the roots, but still hugely so compared to the others because our internal well-being is at stake. So Serena's absolutely right. The lower on the tree it is, the more vulnerable we are. And the thing is, this is the power of the needs work because when you know what your needs are and you know the ways of meeting them that particularly work for you and also work towards the greener end of the red-green spectrum, um, if you don't know what we're talking about that, go back and listen to, I think it's episode one where we do a little summary of it um, and then I think it's episode three maybe where we go into the red-green spectrum stuff. Um, then... Um, you wanna, if you know how to do that for yourself and you have the, the means to ensure that they stay consistently met because you have created a practice around meeting these, you completely, um, you can completely neutralize this manipulative behavior. Even if the other person isn't aware of it or even if they are aware of it because the second that you're, you know how to meet your own needs and you're doing so, they can no longer use that as a, as a, um, as a little tug to get you to do what they want. Um, and so, because there's no unmet need for them to hook into, no longer are they able to manipulate you. They can at that point ask you for your help and you can make a choice. Yes, do I want to help? Do I have the capacity help? Is it, uh, am I inclined to help? But the, the key is the manipulation um, and that, that that manipulation gets neutralized the second those needs are well met. And I know that you had a very kind of personal experience of this when you were, um, especially in the work environment, when you went through the needs program and actually got to experience what it was like to be on the other side of knowing what your needs are, how to meet them, and how creating that consistent practice of meeting them for yourself, right? Yes, absolutely. When I was um, going through the program, there was a, pro I mean, the difference was tenfold across every area of my life. But at work, it was really easy to see the little changes that I was making mm -hmm. and um, the unconscious manipulation that was happening. Sometimes I put myself into, I want to be an overachiever right. and, you know, I needed to, you know, do perfection. And we're going to talk about that in a future mm -hmm. episode as well. All of the things at work that come on to you. Once I started meeting my needs for myself, I started seeing these little manipulations, conscious and unconscious. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't need to do that anymore. I don't need yeah. to sacrifice my capacity for 
this project. As Claire said earlier in her example, if something just can't get done, welcome to Key West. <laughs> I feel like we should be waving. Um, and with that plane went my train of thought. You were saying about... <laughs> You were talking about the working environment and sometimes like how you might sometimes you like almost manipulated yourself because you wanted to be an overachiever and other people would unconsciously try to um, sort of create that manipulation to get their own needs met without realizing that's what they were doing. Yes. Like, oh, Serena can handle it. More work, more work, more mm -hmm. work. And it yeah. got to the point I'm like, no, like that actually doesn't serve me. Mm -hmm. And it became, oh, give this to Serena. It was see if Serena can do it. It right. changed the entire dynamic because mm -hmm. I was meeting my own needs for myself. I didn't I didn't need work to feel that I was accomplished or that right. I was doing a good job. I didn't I didn't need the things I needed before because I was meeting the needs for myself. Yeah. So when they're like, hey, I, I have this nugget of gratitude or this compliment of value. I wasn't doing my work to get that. I was doing my work to get my work done. Right. And it, it came from a place of wanting to, not needing to or having to for somebody else at my detriment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I, I mean, and as we said, like this shows up in a lot of different areas of life. But um, one of the experiences that I had where I was being manipulated and then all of a sudden when I knew how to meet my own name, oh, my own, my own <laughs> sorry, I just bit my lip. <laughs> Okay. It's an interesting start to the recording today, just saying. Um, well, in one of the situations I had in which I had that experience where I was being manipulated, and I'm I, in this example, I'm not sure whether it was conscious or unconscious. I think that there was probably some conscious manipulation uh, in this, which is abusive, and this is something that shows up a lot in abusive dynamics. Um, but I had this experience in a previous relationship where... Um, the example for me was that I was going through a period of time when I wasn't, um, the the business wasn't making money enough to be able to support me yet. And the person who I was in a relationship was with was, um, they were primarily providing a lot of the financial support for our household. Um, and in addition to that, um, there was, this was somebody who I traveled a lot with and um, they their presence provided an illusion of security for me while I while we were doing the traveling. And the interesting thing was is that the the foundation function need in terms of the, the finances and the illusion of security. And I'm going to say it's the illusion of security because the interesting thing was is that when I actually found a way of meeting my own needs, I actually found that that person's presence in my life was actually damaging my security need way, way more than it was meeting it. And that's where it becomes interesting because we're doing something to get one need met because we think if this person or this situation changes, we won't get that need met anymore. But in actual fact, the presence of that person or the presence of that situation is actually negatively affecting that need way more than the presence is meeting the need. So what was interesting for me was that when I started to really do my needs work and really meet my own needs, um, not only was I in a position where I, the, the business started generating more income again, so I was in a better place um, in financially and able to support myself, but even if I hadn't been, there were other options for me rather than being with somebody who was unhealthy, where the dynamic was toxic, um, and who was in some ways abusive um, in the way that he was um, approaching the situation with me. 
Uh, and from the security point of view, I felt way more, once my security need was met, I could see how the presence of this person was actually damaging my security need. And it really wasn't meeting the extent to, it was, it was my me meeting it this much. And if you're on the, if you're not on the video, like teeny tiny amount, um, but as it was costing my security need was huge. And so by that point, why, by being able to see that, by knowing how to meet that need for myself, I was able to really see the situation more clearly. Because one of the things is that our brains are amazing, amazing machines and when uh, when our needs are not very well met our brains are really great at convincing us that something is quote-unquote good for us because subconsciously we are aware that it's meeting our needs consciously we, we don't know that that's what's happening but our brains are very good at convincing ourselves yeah this is a great idea look it's like it feels good because it, it's quote-unquote meeting some needs but when we actually have our needs well met, we're actually able to see the situation more clearly and see that, okay, yes, maybe it might've been meeting the needs a small amount, but if it was costing the needs a greater amount, then it was a dynamic that needed to shift and change. It wasn't working for us. And that was the experience that I had in, um, in a in the relationship situation. It was the experience that I had in the work situation, interestingly enough, Although I didn't know it at the time, I actually removed myself from that work situation specifically because um, I realized that actually it was it was what it was giving me as a job was was way less than it was giving me uh, than um, what it was giving me was way less than it was taking from me. That's the word. Yes. It was giving me less than it was taking. Like Serena's looking confused right now, and I'm just checking that I am actually saying no, what I meant to be I saying. I think it's you. Yeah. And it's, well, it's me, as in I'm not getting it no, right. No, 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 no. No, it's me. Yeah. It's, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. That's I, another one in relationships. I need more coffee. We that's, do need that, more that's coffee. all I'm saying. I'm going to say no more right you, now. You get the idea. The idea is, is that once you know how to meet these needs for yourself, somebody else's ability to use your unmet needs to get you to do what they want you to do, normally to meet their own needs, um, it removes that ability. And at that point, it becomes a much healthier conversation because at that point, as I said, you can ask, would you be prepared to do this? Are you able to do this? Do you have the capacity to do this? Would you mind doing this for me? And at that point, it becomes a choice where the answer is yes or no, not I feel compelled to do it because if I don't, then my needs are going to be at risk. So I think that's kind of it for today. Is there anything else you want to add? No, that's it. I can go down a rabbit hole for a while on this one. Oh, yes. So we'll stay we'll stay out of Wonderland for mm -hmm. today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just just for now. Don't worry. We'll be heading back there soon again. Don't worry. Um, so thank you for being with us today. Um, as I said, when it's been a while since we as Serena said, it's been a while since we've done this because of the circumstances. But the good news is we've got lots of things planned for coming up that are really important topics and things that we think will be really helpful for you. They're things that we've been asked for from the community they've actually asked us to do um, podcast episodes on this um, and they're things that we hear from people all, all the time regarding needs um, that uh, that people could use help with so let's call it for today but we'll be back again really soon um, thank you for watching lots of love stay safe and in the meantime remember to take care of your own needs see you Bye. later that's it for today if you like what you heard please subscribe rate, and give us a written review, as it will help more people find us. And remember, if you know how to meet your own needs, nobody else can use them to manipulate you. Well, shit. It really is that simple.